Welcome, welcome back to Brunch with me, Noreen Mir, on this Monday morning. And since it's Monday, you know what, I'm rubbing my hands because Sadia is in the studio. Sadia, welcome back. How are you? I hope everyone looks forward to Chinwag as much as you do, Noreen. It's uh, really good to get such a good introduction every week. I know. Hang on a minute. You are on mic two and mic two is on. Why is it not working? Uh, no, it's it's not plugged in. Oh, it's nope. It's not even. Pl- oh no, 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 no. It's not plugged in. Yep. Should we try mic three? Let's go for that then. How's that? One, two, three. Can you hear me now? better. Yes, that's good. A few gremlins in the system, but we're fine. It's it's turned on, but oh. Anyway, um, it's great to see you. I always look forward to Mondays because you know sometimes Monday is like oh the first day of the week, but it's nice when we get to 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 hear you. Are you feeling better? By the way, yes. Oh my goodness, you sound better. I don't know what happened to me. Do you know what it was? I I've feel. It's this kind of bravado I usually have when I come in and I say to you, oh, I don't feel the cold. I'm absolutely fine. And you're sitting there with all your warm clothes on and I come in sort of... And you're laughing. And I'm laughing. <laughs> and so I think, you know, God intended for, okay, you don't feel the cold. I'll make you feel the cold. So I, it just suddenly hit me. And, um, and you can hear my voice is still a bit croaky. And I got a really bad, I got a bad cough. Sorry to hear that. It's just bugged going around. So I once had a Chinese medicine practitioner, I think on the pro years and years and years ago. So, you know, if you have like this amount of energy, I don't know, I'm holding my hands Uh up like a, like a pie, like Uh a cake and you dedicate your chi or your energy to keeping yourself warm, but you only dedicate a little bit, then when the germs come, you have to like, you know, ward them, you have to fight them off in a way. So you have to keep your body warm so that your body will always be an optimum. But yes. Oh, my body is warm now. It's very warm. (laughs) Yes, you're in a hoodie. I've actually uh, got a little hoodie on and stuff. Good. uh, Good to see you're on the mend. Yeah. You've got a great topic for our listeners today, Sadia. Well, well, you know, um, obviously Chinese New Year is coming. And at the same time, you know, um, Valentine's Day is going to fall smack in the middle of all of that. And so I was just looking at kind of relationships. And I think this is something it's funny because, you know, I get comments from people quite often because my husband and myself, um, we've been together for like about 35 years now. And people just Amazing. go, oh, my goodness, I can't believe it. And and so, you know, they always say, though, what's the secret? And so, so I suppose now is a good time to talk about relationships and why you get satisfaction and how you make a relationship good. So I just looked up a few things and I thought it's appropriate. And also, I suppose, because it's Chinese New Year, so many people are getting together and, um, you know, you're with families and things like that. So And these are applicable to all sorts of relationships. Yeah, I think yeah. these tips are transferable because friendship. Ships, um, maybe family with parents, dynamics. family dynamics. That's yeah. right, and I, and I think that's true because I mean, generally, you say relationship satisfaction. Um, based on research, it shows that like factors like communication, trust, and mutual respect are crucial. Um, now, I would say that all those things—communication, trust, and mutual respect—are also relevant in the family associate in the whole family relationship thing. Um, and it says co- couples who are open and honest and communicate, express appreciation for each other and navigate conflicts constructively tend to report high levels of relationship happiness. Um, I think talking is a major element of a good 
relationship that if you feel um, not happy about something and it's and like, you can talk it's like you and me isn't yeah. it? Like, we, we kind of tend to talk and if there is something bothering you I think it's important especially if you're a couple to be able to instead of bottle it in and walk mm. away to just you know try and talk it through although it might be a bit of a pain but and um, what happens yeah because the trouble is what happens if one person is more willing mm. to talk and the other person is yeah yeah and there is a dynamic i think between men and women sometimes you know people say that like men go in their cave or something and they want to just have that time out which i can understand and women tend to just want to want to just fight it but it depends on the kind of person it goes goes back to this whole thing about love languages doesn't it exactly and that's not to say men you know some men are very good at communication and some women are the ones who bottle it it works both ways i think it works both ways and then it really boils down to so many things to do with your upbringing your childhood um, experiences in your childhood how you've seen your parents and things like that that's a massive kind of um, game shifter in terms of how you behave but if you go back um, and people are aware of like Dr Gary Chapman and his concept of love languages and he suggested that individuals have preferred ways of giving and receiving love so these love languages include words of affirmation Acts of service, receiving gifts, um, quality time, physical touch, understanding and fulfilling each other's kind of love languages can enhance relationship satisfaction. You've heard all about those love languages, haven't you? We, I think we've talked about yeah, it once before. Yeah. That per- certain people are inclined more towards, you know, that they get reassurance or they get affirmation about, hey, I love you very much because you're like this and that. But others find it much more um, effective if you say, give them a gift and show some some sign of your love like that. Exactly. And like, you know, maybe some cultures as well. You know, some some people will say, oh, my, my mum never told me. Uh, I mean, my mum is very good. My mum now tells, tells me she loves me. But like, when I was little, she didn't really. Yeah. But she would cook and she would clean and she would do it's all those demonstrating things. it through different things. I don't think, I mean, I mean, I don't think um, my parents were particularly touchy-feely or anything yeah. like that. They never really, there was not much hugging and kissing or anything like that. Or didn't always but say. But they would kind of sometimes just put their hand on my head and say, oh, you know, some, and that was enough. That yeah. was like, oh, wow, yeah, God, they did that. <laughs> so, so, I mean, like you kind of get used to it and it's what you get used to in your home as well. Um, plus, uh, the other things like technology in relationships, they're saying that studies indicate that technology has both had a positive and negative impact on relationships. Um, While obviously technology can facilitate communication and connection, but excessive use of devices and social media can lead to decreased relationship satisfaction. It's important for couples to establish boundaries and prioritise quality time together. I can't um, get over the fact of how many times, if you just observe when you go into a restaurant and you're going as a couple and there are other couples sitting, right? <laughs> I know what you're going to say. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm just amazed that how many couples come along and both of them are sitting on their phones and both, there is not a word that ex- is exchanged between the two people and they order whatever and then they eat their things and they're both looking at the phones and they, they might may as, as well, well be just, alone. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because, I mean, 
we off we we we, uh, we rare. I mean, my husband and I rarely go on date nights, but when we do, we're like, okay, um, no phones. And um, unless we've got something really funny that, yeah. oh, that we came across before, oh, you yeah. have to see this. Or, your, or, or the kids, are, perhaps you need to keep an eye on them or yeah. something like that. Or actually we make a rule, no, no talking about the kids and also okay. no uh, talking, uh, no looking at phones. But then sometimes we're chatting and suddenly we're like, oh, whoa. We've got nothing to talk about. Oh, talk about? Or, maybe, or maybe I just think, okay, there's a pause. And then when there's a pause, I just automatically reach into my pocket yeah. and get my phone. I don't know what it's it, what, crazy. Isn't have it? you noticed that people often, even when you're on the train or something, you're automatically reaching for your yeah. phone or something. It's a really weird thing. It's really kind of it's taken just a over. Habit. It has taken over. It's taken over our lives. And, um, and also, I, I can't believe sometimes when people say that, oh, how often do you check your phone for messages and stuff? And I just mm. think, I glance at it all the time. It's ridiculous. Well, over the weekend, when I'm with the kids, I don't look at my phone. That's really, yeah, I noticed. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't look at my phone o- over the weekend because I just think I'm there. And plus, if I take it out in front of them, you know what? They want it. Yeah. They're like, "Mummy, can I look at the phone?" Oh, can I, can the, I think technology. Like, seriously, um, we almost need to get some kind of. Yeah, that is like. This. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah, but when it's a weekend, my my yeah. my last scene is like Friday yeah. or Saturday, which is good. And I think that's good. I know. And I always feel like. Like, okay, you're 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 spending time with the kids, things like that. Maybe restaurants should have a a kind of thing where you have a little basket on the table and and people are encouraged to. That's quite a good idea, that's I a think. Really good idea. Just encouraged to please pop your phone here and enjoy your meal, savor the food, enjoy it, look at the colours of the food, don't take pictures of the food immediately. Um, but you know, try and just put your phone. Maybe that's quite hey. That came out here. Exactly, trademark it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it should be a mobile whatever. We should think of it. So and, while and they give you the bread basket, you put the basket. You put your phone in there, yeah, but other yeah, basket. Yeah, yeah, you just put it in the basket and you leave it there, and you try and leave it there during the the time of your meal. Um, so obviously, other things like dating preferences and online dating surveys on dating preferences reveal that individuals prioritize traits like kindness intelligence a sense of humor in potential partners which is i think kindness to me is way up there like i think generosity and kindness if you're going i always say to people like you know young people and i'm talking to them or something or my kids and um you know when you're dating if a guy or for whatever it's usually a guy and i hate to say this because it sounds a bit sexist but if you go out for a meal and somebody's constantly just giving you this menu and, and ordering for you or um, choosing the cheapest things on the menu or whatever. I mean, you know, generosity, I think, is is important. It's not that you are being generous and then you want something in return because there is a sort of um, underlying language, isn't there, sometimes yeah. of dating where they think, well, I gave you dinner, I gave you mine, so therefore, hey, payback time type thing. Yeah, I had, uh, this was going years and years back. I once had a boyfriend who used to tell me, you can't use so much toothpaste. He monitored the amount of toothpaste I used. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, so, I mean, like, you know, you pick up a lot about people just through that. And obviously, you know, with online dating and stuff, you might be matching yourself to people based on your characteristics, things like that. But I think, um, I think still way up there is certainly kindness intelligence compatibility in terms of just like a sense of humor makes a huge difference that if you just share that totally i Um, think um sense of humor intelligence and kindness is really 
So marriage trends and attitudes, it says research on marriage trends show that few people are getting married um, and those who do marry tend to marry at an older age. When I was looking at the details, I, I... I went in to find out a little bit more about general rates. It says the global marriage rate is estimated to be about 4.8 per 1,000 population per year. However, it can vary significantly between countries. And in the United States, the average age of the first marriage is 29 for men and 27 for women. In Japan, it's 31 for men and 29 for women. In India, it's 26 for men and 22 for women. Oh, wow. It's quite interesting that. And in terms of divorce rates, United States, 40 to 50% of marriages end in divorce, which is so high if you think half of them really. Sweden, the divorce rate is relatively high, estimated to be about 40% of marriages. India, the divorce rate is relatively low, estimated to be about 1% to 2% of marriages. And I would say all of these things probably have a cultural um, significance there where India and certain... And, and I would say maybe in certain parts of China, too, that these are things that are looked down upon and, and people uh, kind of decide that they're going to they stick like with the marriage. They feel like they have to stick it out. And yeah. stick it out, and then they don't actually go for but things But sometimes like when it doesn't work, I think there is a strength to walk away and not to be stuck in a marriage. Yeah, that... and breaking down those barriers and understanding yeah. that there's nothing wrong with doing that. Absolutely. Um, cohabitation in the United Kingdom, around 9% of adults are cohabiting in, in cohabiting relationships. Sweden, 35% of couples living together without being married. Brazil, 20% of couples living together. Um, same-sex relationships, marriage. Netherlands, same-sex marriage has been legal since 2001. United States, obviously, same-sex marriage is legal nationwide with the Supreme Court ruling in 2015. And Russia, same-sex marriage is not legally recognized and there are restrictions on promoting LBGTQ and rights. Mm. Um, so, you know, interesting, interesting stuff, but also looking at, say, things like intimacy and sexual satisfaction. Um, studies show that intimacy Intimacy and sexual satisfaction reveal that emotional intimacy and communication are closely linked to sexual satisfaction. So the closely you are, um, you know, you, the better you communicate the, the emotional um, attachment that you have to somebody, then the chances are sex certainly will be better and is generally seen as better. Yeah, of um, course, because you trust that person. Yeah, so yeah. it'll feel, yeah, of course. That's right. And, and you know, you have to keep that in mind anyway, but okay. And then relationship milestones says surveys on relationship milestones show that moving in together, getting married, engaged or married and starting a family are significant markers for many couples. These milestones often require open communication, shared goals and mutual support to navigate successfully. Um, one of the things I was going to ask about, actually, this is just off my own head, but generally I find, um, uh, culturally, maybe it makes a difference, but say when a couple gets married, right? Before you're married, um, you're going out, you're seeing each other. You both have different accounts, bank accounts, things like that. Is it generally, I mean, I would say in certain cultures, it's almost like a given that the moment you get married, then all those things are amalgamated and you have one account and you're both, we have a joint account. And, and we've never really, I, I would say even going back 35 years when I got married, um, you know, it was just an assumption that, okay, like I have money, you have money, let's just do this together. Yeah. There's an equal partnership here. And there was no kind of thing that this is your money or this is my money. We just, 
it was just automatic. We just decided that this is just spread together. Yeah. But I, I do know of couples, quite a few couples, who still run, although after years of marriage, they're still running very independently. So they say, oh, no, you're paying for this. No, you pay for this and I'll pay for this. And I find I find that quite unusual, maybe because culturally that's just yeah. what I've not been used My to. My husband and I have, sef- have separate accounts. That's because we've been too lazy to actually have oh. a joint account. Yeah. And he'll pay for certain school fees. I'll pay with some, some other school fees. He'll pay for the helper. You know, um, I'll okay. pay for you know other things. And then... But actually, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. It's not set. Like sometimes, you know, he'll pay for rent. Sometimes I'll pay for rent. It just really depends. It's equal. I mean, you end up doing equally. It's not like one person has has complete control over the other or anything like that. Because it's all our money. Yeah. It goes back back to trust and honesty. I think that it is a a major thing not to be, and again, being possessive about things like that. So I think that certainly, I mean, we're looking at kind of nitty gritty things about relationships, not so much the romance. But that's because, yeah, uh, no, and I've seen uh, marriages or or relationships sort of break down because of finances, because, you know, everything is so clear cut and, and actually, it's it's not like that in a marriage yeah. because everything that you uh, you you, I kind of see it as like you're building a team or you're building a, a business if you like. You know, two people get together at first and they're really attracted to each other and then they just you know want to create a family or a, yeah. a, a business and then and then after you get married, it's about maintaining that business, maintaining that that team. Um, but it was also it's about understanding that you know some of the things that you're spending on or whatever, as long as equally you're both like. You know, somebody may have a, a certain hobby or something and they're just putting money into that point or, or even bad habits in terms of smoking, smoking or drinking or something like that. Um, or just, you yeah, know. just buying, like, you know, stuff. And, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, redundant stuff, yeah. which you probably... And then that's yeah. got to be a decision that both be, of you... Exactly. Decide. It has to be within your means. Yeah, I think that's right. As long as it doesn't, you know, affect the other person. But, yeah, yeah. I think communication is key. Yeah, and now kind of moving away a bit, little, a little bit from the nitty-gritty and going on to more kind of sides of romance. Um, obviously, um, there's some, some pointers here where they're saying, like, obviously, emotional connection, that's the most important important thing um appreciate gestures that demonstrate understanding empathy and deep emotional intimacy i mean little things like um you know just under- seeing something about them what you like whether their eyes are pretty or whether they they look nice and their things it's so important to say all those things because sometimes when a relationship kind of moves on you get into the habit of forgetting to say those things and i think those yeah. are so important and i would say 35 years on um, my husband and myself, we still do that. That's really we still nice. will say, oh, you look nice, that looks nice, or whatever. Um, and then communication and listening, key components of a romantic relationship. Both men and women may appreciate open and honest conversation where they can express their feelings and can be heard by their partner. So again, that's communication that we were talking about. Affection and intimacy. Um, uh, physical affection. I think, you know, as you get older, things like... Um, you know, that kind of the, the lusty type of your relationship perhaps moves on a wee bit after you've had kids and things like that and you get older. But things like hugging, kissing, holding hands and also like um, a PDA. Lots of people think that, you know, public displays of affection. They go, oh, no. I went to Singapore and I saw signs everywhere saying no PDA. Oh, <laughs> really? <know>? Yeah. <laughs> and then and so it's like, you know, I think certainly like if you're out with your with your partner, um, to put your arm around them, around their waist, yeah. or, or holding hands, and a little spank peck on, their bottoms, 
little, a little kiss here and there. It's nice, and I think you know, um, people people like that, and and I think doing that in public is actually to, quite a nice thing. Yeah, I think it's still important to be maybe playful. mark your territory a wee bit, but uh, or maybe yeah, it's still important to be playful. I mean, yeah. there's a time and a place. Don't yeah. get me wrong, yeah. but I, yeah. I think sometimes every now and again to be playful is kind yeah. of important, which is nice. Um, thoughtfulness and surprises. Both men and women may appreciate thoughtful gestures and surprises from partners. That includes like acts of kindness, whether it's like, you know, you think, oh, listen, you go and relax. I'll go and wash up or I'll make the dinner today or whatever. Small gifts or planning a special day to experience that show consideration. That's really sweet. Yeah. I think it's so important to do those things. Um, quality time, spending time together, um, going on dates, like you said, you had date nights and things like that. Um, and then support and encouragement. Um, and this can apply both in challenging times and um, at good times where you just acknowledge the fact that somebody's done something really nice for you and stuff. I think it's, again, going back, we were talking about this whole thing about gratitude and and acknowledging what you see in the relationship. Sometimes when you get really angry with your partner, one of the things you need to perhaps look at is what made you fall in love with that person? What was it that really just you loved so much? Always try and look back and, and understand that because... Um, that will make you understand that actually, you know, whatever's going on now is not as bad as you think it is. Yeah. So there you go. Those are words of wisdom. Yes. Thank you so much, <laughs> Sadia, for another great chinwag. And I look forward to the next one. Thank you so much indeed. Bye.